kids can go off to class or whatever. As you know, I will be engaging um, if some of the kids want to stay, which is great. If they don't, I understand. I can also be a little bit long-winded and boring. But today, um, I was asked to do this service, where I said I had a service prepared, and Bruce said I could do it, and then I would get the feel for this uh, online, which I already know is a little bit more difficult than having people in place. So I am thankful that Kara and Rebecca chose to stay in here, and hopefully they won't go to sleep. (laughs) But over the past few weeks, um, I've been able to... uh, Seek God, see how he's working in my life and in our family's life and in your lives as well. And um, I've been able to see how many people in this world are not comfortable. They're very anxious. And so we're going to talk a little bit about why I know this sermon is talking about trusting his word in, in these trying times and following the Lord. That means doing what he says in a scripture. But yet, in these trying times, people find themselves uh, feeling a little bit anxious, as I shared. And yes, I do have props, as I've always uh, used props. And so some people, if they don't know God, they'll reach for things that will comfort them, like a bear that they can cuddle with, right? Because these are definitely comforting toys. Um, yet we know that even in these trying times, sometimes we can get a little bit upset. And so throughout this, I'm going to have a few different things. So I'm going to try to share something with you right now that my girls, they, um, they were a little bit upset because they can't be with their friends now, um, And so when we were at the park taking a walk, they sat down and I caught this picture and I said, what's wrong? And they said, we're tired of this coronavirus. So they came up with this saying, it says, go away, go away, coronavirus. We want to play, we want to play with our friends today. Um, So that's also a little bit of how you can be feeling at a time like this as well. Um, And for those of you listening... On the internet, there was a picture of my three girls that had their arms crossed and just tired of this. They want to be able to interact and be with their friends again. So, but we, as believers, we take refuge in what God wrote to us. And in um, Revelations 1, verse 8, it's a great comfort to me when it points out to him being the Alpha and the Omega. It says in like again, Revelation 1, verse 8, I am the Alpha, the Omega, says the Lord, God who is and who was and who is to come. He is the Almighty. He knows all things. We also know in other passages, He protects us in the good and the bad times. We can find ourselves in the cleft of the rock knowing that He will care for us. In John 1, Verses 2 through 5. By the way, the kids have uh, challenged me, and some of them said they had that whole passage uh, memorized in the Gospel of John. 
chapter 1, so I, I'm about to verse 11, so I'm trying to catch up to some of these youth that are a little bit older. And um, But in this passage, I've actually memorized this, and it talks about how Jesus was with God in the beginning. Where it says, He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It's a comforting word of Scripture to me to know that even in the beginning, our Messiah was there, and everything came into being. He is our protector. He is our shield. And so to know that He was there with His Father from then on is just the comfort to me. Not like a teddy bear. These are words of life, and it shines brighter as we trust it. Let's go back to the early passages of Leviticus. It was interesting. My bride sent me something earlier this week that referenced these passages in Leviticus, um, and that's Leviticus 13, 45 through 46. You know, everybody has talked about how the Torah... Uh, isn't practical anymore. Yet in this trying time, this passage here is very practical, per se. And some people would even say, it's barbaric, a few weeks ago. But yet now, they don't want to be around anybody with coronavirus. And so, let's read this. It says, in, again, Leviticus 13, 45-46, As for the leper... Let's say, let's turn that into coronavirus. As for the coronavirus, who has the infection, his clothes shall be torn, the hair of his head shall be uncovered, and he shall cover his mustache, I have a beard, so I need to cover it, and cry. If somebody gets close to him, they cry out, I'm clean, I have coronavirus, I have it. So the people won't go go away. goes on to say, he shall remain unclean all the days during which he has the infection. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Wow. How fitting is that? So many people that are are feeling that today are in the hospital. And some don't even have coronavirus. You know, um, I know what we're praying for one individual that can't have visitors. But yet, they need to know God's love. They need to see how we trust in Him and how we can reach out. We can pray for those people as we are for one, but we need to pray for all of them that are going through that. I've heard horror stories of people passing away because they can't have visitors. They can't have their loved ones by them. Well, let us lift them up in prayer and let them know that we are praying for all of them. Turning to Philippians, I know I keep going back and forth. Um, I can send you my notes later. But Philippians 4, 5 through 7 says, Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. That's Christ the Lord. You see, if we go to him, not just in prayer, but in supplication. I want to take a moment now. I've seen uh, 
Franklin Graham post that this is another day to go to the Lord, unite together in prayer. A few weeks ago, they called for a day of prayer, but they weren't calling for fasting. Today, they also are calling for fasting. Those two always go hand in hand. Whenever we're lifting and going out to the Lord, we should be taking away something. That's perfect time to talk about that is during this Lent season. A lot of people give up something during this time and start to draw back to the Lord. There's a lot of people during this time that are actually drawing back to the Lord. I know a lot of you know Romney and Frida, and you said, I wish I could do what they're doing. Well, now, they've always taught us that in trying times, it's easier to see the Lord working in your life or working around you. Trust me, if you will take the small steps and reach out to people as the president and the governor starts to say, hey, expand your social groups. If you'll reach out to those in need, you're going to start to see how the Lord has been working in this trying time. And you'll be able to be that light and that hope to others. Just like, you know, it was a very simple gesture that Kim gave to, to the person that came in her home and was tutoring to her kids by just giving a, a Bible. And yet they, they contacted her hours or maybe a day later and they were able to say, you know, I, I see how God's working in my life. And it seems like through you, God's calling me back. Those different things we can practice in the, these trying times. Be witness for him. So we had that first part. Let me tell you, I'm going I'm to try to touch basis on three different levels today. I went through the first one. God was, he is, and he always will be. No matter what we're going through, he's going to be there for you. He's going to be there for me. He's going to be there for our families. Part two. We, we must do what he says out of obedience. And by obeying him, he actually starts to show himself. We can start to see because we're trusting in him. And then I'll get to this in a little bit. Love. By doing what he says, we can show our love to others. We can show our love for him. We must love our neighbors as ourselves. Right. So... Switching over to part two of this, doing Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. We're coming up here in a few more moments to where I'm focused um, on the teaching for today. But Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, uh, this is another passage I've been working on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understandings. We know that if you lean on your own understandings, you're going to go the wrong direction. So trust in His ways. It will. <clears throat> so lean on, not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Every step, acknowledge what He's doing in your life, and He will make your path straight. That's the simple but easy passage to memorize, but a hard one to practice, because every step we do and every step we go. We must be reaching and asking him for that direction. If we know what the Torah says and we know what the prophets say, then we can trust in the Spirit to not contradict either one, the prophets or the Torah. And we can trust that he will make our path straight. 
I love this next passage I'm about to reference. Kara, help me with this one. But it's found in Psalm 111. So Psalm 111.10 says, Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Proverbs also and other um, prophets reference this as well as far as we must fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. If you have fear knowing that he can do all things and we trust in him, then we must act on his words of wisdom. Because it says, a good understanding have all those who do. You won't get an understanding unless you start to do what God is asking. I'm going to reference some other passages of scripture. But the other day when I was struggling to do what different uh, authorities were telling me, I started. I get up in the mornings and I start to work out. And as I started to work out, this song came on that I'm going to play for you and you guys get to listen. I dare you to try not to sing this song by the end of it, by the way. It's very catchy. I played it a few times and my girls started to dance to it by the end of it this morning. Um, but I'm going to play this for you and then I'm going to also have up on the board um, some references for you as well. Let's see. Scripture passages comes from Psalm 1, 11, verse 10, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and James 2, 17 through 18. These all point to um, doing what God says. So let me come back here real quick. See if I can get to... The song. As Bruce says, it always works before you try it, and then all of a sudden it's not working as well. Get rid of my so you can tell me if it's working. Uh, don't turn up the music. Just do it. 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 Just do it.
make sure that uh, video goes or the sound goes off. All right, I'm back to you. I love that. Uh, again, I was struggling because uh, I'll share with you in a little bit why I was struggling. But um, let's go ahead and read Hebrews 13, 16 through 18. I never have struggled in the past with um, trusting my pastors very much because I, I know that they fear the Lord, or I hope to think that they fear the Lord. And in so doing, that's one area that I haven't trust. I haven't um, struggled with trusting a pastor when I see that their walk is with him and that they're trying to follow him. So this passage has been referenced by quite a few um, in the past. And it says in verse 16, And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So again, you must do good. Obey your leaders, submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Pray for us. That's the leaders. Pray for us, for we are sure that we have good a good conscience, desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. So Paul wrote that to the church. You know, the same way he wrote about how a wife is supposed to, um, I'm not going to use the word submit, but entrust herself to her husband. You know, and the servants are to entrust themselves to their masters. Um, this tells us to entrust ourselves to our leaders. And again, I haven't struggled with that in the past. What I struggle with now, though, is as a leader, making sure that I'm trying to follow God and walk in His ways. Um, I feel even more of a burden in that today than I did um, 10 years ago when I wasn't a pastor, or I think it's been a little bit over 10 years now, so 12 to 15 years ago, um, because I'm responsible I want to make sure people are being encouraged and they're walking and they're growing in the faith and knowledge. So that's what we're talking about today is growing and doing what God says. All right, we've come to the passage where where I'm going to reference uh, what the bulletin says. That's Romans 13, 1 through 8. Again, we can't pick and choose what it is that we follow God doing. A lot of people do that. They pick certain scriptures that they want to make theirs. Yet the whole Bible, the whole thing, the Torah, the prophets, the, the gospels, and the, the writings of the disciples, that's all, everything that we're supposed to be practicing. We can't pick and choose. We must follow what God wants us to do. And so, in Romans 13, 1 through 8, as I shared earlier, um, the other passage is read quite a bit in churches, maybe once a year, helping people to understand that the leadership is in charge. Yet, this one, this talks about the authorities of our country, about the authorities back then. Um, Romans 13, 1 through 8 says, Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. I, I can't take that verse and say, I don't like that. I can't say from the right or the left that 
our governor or our president wasn't appointed by God. Because the scripture clearly points that they were. And, and yes, I know that in the past there have been authorities, there have been leaders that were doing evil. And yes, we need to revolt against those and speak out against those. But when they're trying to do good for the people in such a way that they are today, we need to listen to them. Um, so let me, I'm going to pause right here again and tell you why I struggled with that a little bit. And that's because our authorities, our leaders, they weren't on the same page for several weeks. And, and I happen to be under one authority that takes directives here in California. And, and I kept getting updates daily on what was going on. And they constantly were changing their mind. And if you've ever had a boss constantly change their mind, do this, no, now do this. And then before you know it, they trickle back around to what they were first doing. You get a little bit frustrated. And so I was, I was a tad bit frustrated for a while because you didn't have the president, you didn't have our governor here saying the same thing. But when they got on the same page, you started to see how they were working together handed. And that's loving each other. That's working together for the better good of all the people. So when they did that, I had no other choice but to start following the wisdom of those leaders, for they know more than we do most of the time. So picking up in verse 2 of chapter 13, it says, Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. You see, if they're trying to do good, then those who are doing bad should fear them. But those horrible leaders that are trying to do bad, they're going to go along with the bad ones. And so the good people are going to fear them. Just like in the Holocaust. The, you had to speak out against Adolf Hitler and those people that were trying to do evil to God's chosen people. Because they weren't following what the scripture is saying. In this case, today with the coronavirus, they are caring for us. And so we must follow their lead. Picking back up in verse 4. For it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid. For it is it does not hear the sword. It does not bear the sword or nothing. For it is a minister of God and an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this you also pay taxes, for rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing, render to all what is due them, tax to whom tax is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Before I get to verse 8, we know that Jesus did this same thing. He he showed he tried to show honor. He paid the tax when he told Peter to go get the tax from the fish's mouth. So he was doing what this is encouraging us to do. And verse eight says, Owing nothing nothing 
I'm sorry, I'm coming from an Oki standpoint. This says, oh, nothing to anyone except to love one another or love you all. He who loves his neighbor has fulfilled this for us, this commandment. So with that being said, that is what we are to do. The scripture points to it. We must follow what our leaders say. Hopefully in the next couple weeks, we're going to um, be able to expand our social circles. Uh, I have some more pictures to show you um, because I know I want to talk about some of the, the struggles that we've had in our, our own home. Um, grand, grandparents have been able to stay away. They're a little bit fearful to tell you the truth of what's going on. And so this is something that we're all struggling with. We want to get back with our grandparents. We want it to start to expand. And so I'm going to share this and continue to talk about it as I scroll down on my my um, piece. There we go. So those verses are up there. All right. So over the past week, we have tried to get grandparents. Can you see it? Yes. Okay, you see it. Thank you, sir. We tried to get Grammy to get on Zoom, and this was just a big struggle for us. We're wanting to get back with Grammy and Grampy because it just didn't work out. But I know some people that have been able to talk with other grandparents and get them to Zoom or FaceTime, and this is how they feel. It's like, yeah, there's Grammy and Grampy or whoever it may be, aunts and uncles. You see, the kids are showing the grandparents how to do it. So um, that, that is just one little thing that I wanted to show you. Um, let me make sure I'm still being heard here. Are they? Can you still hear me? Is the volume going? Okay. All right. So we're going to continue to scroll down. The interesting piece to all this is, this is how dating has been going since social um, distance happened. Okay. You can actually see they're sharing uh, time together. And the ice cream, they, they're having to stay six feet away. This is what we're hoping to get to in the next week or two, if, if the, our authorities allow it. Since we've been around the 14-day marker, you know you're sick, you know you're not sick. Grandparents and grandkids can start to get back together. However, when this does happen, we need to be having conversations with our families and our friends um, because we need to be honest with them. Make sure you don't do this, which this is actually, I can see a lot of people all of a sudden, that's their group. That is crazy if you expand like that. That's just going to cause us to go all the way back to this, okay? So let's let's go slowly. Let's not do this. Let's move into expanding our social circles slowly. So go with the grandparents, maybe cousins, maybe two families in the disciple center. That way, if something happens and we have to move back to our social distancing, we know who is safe. You also need to be talking with each other 
and knowing if they've been exposed to other people who have had coronavirus because you may need to actually go back backwards a little bit so you can secure other people that you're going to be around. So have those tough conversations. Yeah, I'm a therapist and I make people have tough conversations. But I also believe in honesty and making sure that everybody's staying safe around you. All right. Because this is our ultimate goal, right? To get back to our normal one another. We want to get back to work. We want to get back to socializing. We want to go back to baseball. We want to go back to birthday parties. But like one of us said earlier today, we also want to make sure that we're still one another in um, seeing families back together, taking walks together. Anyways, by social distancing, you're loving one another. So I'm on to the third piece. We're almost done here. Um, you're, you're loving one another. Trust me when I say <laughs> um, by doing this, we are loving one another. We are um, doing what the authorities say. We're practicing what Scripture is teaching us. There is one more piece that I want to share with you, and that is... Um, All right. God loved us so much that he gave us commandments to live by. You see the first five over on the left says, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. If people would take this time that they're taking one time a week and spend it with their families... I can promise you this. Their families would get a lot better united. They would come together. They would know each other better. And the divorce rate would go way down. And that's coming from somebody that works in the mental health field. It also says, honor your father and your mother. How interesting is it that we tell our kids that you must do this and we, we use this verse all the time. And yet we're, we're going to struggle at times including myself, we're going to struggle at times to actually follow what the authorities say. we got to practice this. Some of the books that I was reading through about that Romans passage, they reference this, this commandment from God. Honor your father, honor your mother. And it expands from there. And so we must do that. We must listen to our authorities showing the kids how to do that, this piece, and honoring the mother and the father. All right, over on the right-hand side, you may, you'll see the loving one another. You shall not murder. not going to show love if you mur murder your neighbor, right? You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. You shall not covet. We don't want to covet our neighbor's stuff. We want to make sure that we're following through and we're watching over our neighbor's stuff. That way, if something happens and something goes awry, we can... We can say, hey, we took care of this for you. We saw that you left your bike out, so we took it into our garage so it wouldn't be stolen. So we brought it back to you today. It was late last night when we noticed it. Um, so we're not stealing. We're not lying. These are different things that God gave us commands, and that shows our love to our neighbor. All right. Matthew 22, 36 through 40 says, Jesus was trying to be trapped by a lawyer in what was the most important commandments. 
And Jesus responded in Matthew 22, 36-40. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and foremost commandment, he said. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the entire Torah and the prophets. <coughs> so he's trying to be trapped right there. Yet he refers back to the Torah and how it shows us how to love our neighbor as ourselves and to love God. If we love God, we listen and we do what he says. He even teaches at the Passover, which we're going to have coming up in just a week and a half. My kids are getting excited because we're going to make matzah and we're going to make special matzah with that's going to taste very yummy. I, I, I'm hoping that we can share it with some of you. But we'll see where we're at in this coronavirus thing. Um, but John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus expands the love that he's telling his disciples. He says a, a new commandment. It's what the Bible says. It's a new commandment. But I'm telling you, he's just expanding what's already there. I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you. Think about that. Even as I have loved you. He's saying, go to the point of death for your neighbor. Show them the love that he has for them. He, they hadn't seen the amount of love yet on that night. They're about to see how much he loved them by going to that cross and paying for their sin and sin and my sin on that cross. So, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So again, if we fear God, by the way, start to get your kids back in here. We're going to sing a song. Jeff's going to lead us. It's going to refer to this passage in 1 John 4, 7 and 8. But they're all referring to the love that we have one for another. You see, and thing is, we we need to obey God, and by doing that, God told us to obey the authorities that are loving us. And I do believe all of our authorities right now are loving us and telling us seclude yourself, make sure you don't get sick, and so. I didn't want anybody to miss out, so Pastor Jeff and hopefully all the other kids are coming back because he's going to, this is the best song. And if you can unmute your mics because the kids know this song, or you know what, don't unmute your mics. Pastor Jeff has kids there, they're going to sing it for us and they're going to do the clapping for us. It is a great song. So Pastor Jeff, will you leave this song for us? Please sing with us, yes.
Thank you, Pastor Jeff. That was awesome. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll close this out. Father in heaven, we just come to you.